0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, we're George and James and today we're getting pretentious with the 1975's Notes on a Conditional Form.
1: How's it going, James? Good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm good. It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, we've Just had a couple of weeks off. A long time for us. Um, we did. We, we, it, it, it has been necessary for this sort of mammoth of an album, though, really. Yeah. To give us time to process.
0: Time to process an hour and 20 minutes of new material.
1: I mean, we've done longer albums on the podcast. I mean, Swans is what? Yeah. You know, much longer, two hours or something.
0: Um, But at least Swans is one genre. <laughs> yes. Um, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, what have you been listening to, James? It's been a couple of weeks. It so. has been a couple of
1: weeks. Um, well, it wasn't until last night that I discovered that a uh, band I'm quite fan- fond of Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever's new album uh had come out. Um so that's that's fun. I've
0: never heard of them.
1: What are they like? They're good. Um they are um I wanna say War on Drugsy, but they're they're sort of n- not as um I think they're like a much more straightforward band than War on Drugs in the sense of like it doesn't have any of that sort of um sort of lush like tangents that the war on drugs can go on. They're it like, feels
0: I've just had a quick listen. They feel quite um relaxed summer indie pop.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I think the reason I say war on drugs is because there's a lot of sort of like long guitar breaks and stuff like that. Yeah, fair. Um, it's got that very jangly, yeah,
0: guitar sound, which I quite like.
1: Um, so I've been had a little listen to that, although not all the way through yet. But I really like their first album, Hope Downs, which was really good. So I'm enjoying them. What else have I been listening to? What have you been listening to while I try and remember what I've been listening to?
0: So I think the big one for me. Uh, this week's been Run the Jewels ah, four, yes. yeah, fourth album from those beautiful masterminds, Killer Mike, and can't remember, I always forget the other guy's name?
1: Um, I always forget the other guy's name as well. Did you ever Killer watch? Ma- did you ever I watch Trigger Warning with Killer Mike on Netflix?
0: No, it came. It's on my list. Oh, LP, LP is the producer right. guy. Um, no, I've been meaning to watch. Um, the trigger triggered Mike, whatever it is. Yeah,
1: is it called Trigger Warning or something like? I that, think it's Trigger
0: it? Warning with Killer Mike, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because um, he's such a great guy. He's such a solid character.
1: I mean, he also did like an amazing speech, yes, recently around the Black Lives Matter protest and the the sort of the riots that were going on in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, he's just a very sensible-headed creative just seems very sure of himself and I mean both of them him and LP they just really like there's a lot of thought that goes into what they do they managed to make very heavy topics digestible and understandable
1: Hmm.
0: which actually the song just off their new album with Pharrell Williams and good old Zach from Rage Against the Machine what a tune
1: i have to i need to listen to that um i finally actually listened to the black pumas record that i'd bought oh yeah um that's that was nice that was kind of like a nice little chilled album to listen to um and i've also i've gotten into you mentioned doja cat a few episodes ago and yeah i've I've sort of got into her i quite like it yeah it's it's candy pop but with an edge which is weird but i found her have you ever seen like there's this guy i think it's with capital f on capital fm's youtube channel or something but it's like one of those radio stations there's this guy called classical kyle and I can't work out if he's a character or not, or genuinely just a guy in the office that they've thought <laughs> this this guy should go on video. But basically, he taught. He's a guy who's obsessed with classical music, very well spoken. He's always in like a um, like a corduroy sort of suit, sort of the thing. classic kind of lecturer yeah. look, yeah, yeah. Uh, bow tie, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and he he talks to uh like it's mainly like hip hop artists like rappers and stuff like that and like we'll go through a track with them and there's one where he do- he does it with um doja cat um about juicy <laughs> and he's like so what is uh what what is this uh this song uh, this piece about he calls them pieces pieces really. and then and she's like well it's about butts <laughs> but yes it's about butts and how i love butts and how butts are great and it's just and that made me sort of um like her because i just thought she's just really funny yeah she is funny um, yeah she's a solid character and then i thought well i'll listen to her music as well and actually it's
0: very it's great yeah i kind of put her in a kind of in a similar vein to louis Capaldi when it comes to her personality yeah like she could have a career out of just being a personality, yeah. let alone her music being great as well. Yeah. God, I'm scrolling through my Spotify trying to see what new I've been listening to. It's been a bit of a weird time trying to find new music.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really struggling actually with music at the moment in, in terms of like, I just don't know what I'm in the mood for all the time. I think yeah. because my moods are sort of so all over the place, while being in lockdown i just never know really what i'm in the mood for and like what i want to listen to
0: yeah actually a friend of mine um we had a couple of mates over last weekend and um my mate linus was telling me about a little project he's working at working on for himself um and he's basically making a kind of mind map of all of the bands that have inspired him not just like oh i quite like like, I don't know, I quite like Red Hot Chili Peppers actually being like, oh no, Red Hot Chili Peppers inspired me to do this.
1: Hmm.
0: And then looking into said band, finding what their inspirations were, listening to those inspirations, listing them all down, and, like, and just making a map that has all of the inspirations of his inspirations. So That's he can see where things line up and stuff because he said that he's never really been that much of a fan of Nirvana, Hmm. but a few of his favourite or, like, most inspirational artists have all been inspired by Nirvana. So he was kind of like, oh, maybe I should actually give Nirvana a bit more of a listen because everyone else has been inspired by them. That's an interesting thing to do.
1: It's a bit like the... um, I edited the Dave Brubeck podcast yesterday and you've just been mixing it about the thing I say about the labyrinth of influences and yeah, um, it's quite similar to what he's doing, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a good way, if you don't know what to listen to, it's a good way to go, I'll find what my uh, inspirations are listening to. Mm. Now I'll have loads to think and listen to. That still doesn't help when you're not in the mood to necessarily do that though.
1: Yeah. I just think I've been in one of those movies where it's like, I don't know what to do generally. So even like picking a some some sort of music to listen to, it's just like, it's like a task, you know? Yeah, it's... I've been watching a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> That's all I've been to.
0: Same. <laughs> Same. I mean, Star Wars is a, it's a safe place where... It's
1: a comfort food, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I can just, I know that I will enjoy it. Doesn't matter yeah. if I don't know what to watch, I can just stick it on.
1: Even if it's one of the ones I like less, I'm still going to
0: enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, this is something that the podcast has definitely done for me. As a. I don't know where hopefully our viewers are also feeling the same way, but when you start opening up your mind to even things that you don't necessarily like, you actually develop a deeper understanding and enjoyment for it mm. i mean my example is the first the the prequels of star wars
1: mm.
0: i've developed so much more appreciation for the politics rather than the bad special effects of the film yeah
1: yeah yeah I the same revenge goes for the, the albums i watched revenge of the sith the other night and i was actually like actually i mean i've always liked it right but Yeah, you also always think of it as being a bit rubbish because it's one of the prequels. I was like, actually, 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 this is like really enjoyable. Um, I'm looking forward to when we're out of lockdown doing our marathon, the marathon, yeah, because I think that would be interesting to (laughs) see, like our where our opinions are about about each of the films. Anyway, that's Star Wars.
0: On um, the topic of marathons. Um, (laughs) yes
1: yeah good link
0: (laughs) notes on a conditional form
1: um so uh this podcast obviously if you've been with us since episode one this is episode 15 you're listening to thank you for sticking around with us for 15 episodes um you will know that episode one of this podcast was the previous 1975 record a brief inquiry into on line relationships. You will also know if you listen to that podcast that George is, I'd probably say, more of a fan of nineteen seventy five than I ever was. And um I don't know in if if I well, definitely a fan of that album. Yeah. Um and that i hadn't really listened to them before and i'd sort of written them off and then that album gave me a bit more of an appreciation of them as a band and i could sort of understand what they were doing a little bit more fast forward to now and notes on a conditional form is released one hour 20 minutes in length 22 songs george what were you expecting from this album and what have you, I feel like this is going to be a very long episode of us trying to figure out this album, but what are your, what were your initial thoughts? let well,
0: see the initial thoughts. I'd like, let's go back to when we first knew about the album, which was, I want to say August of last year and they released People bang in tune i've said it before uh, one of the best songs on the album yeah one of the best songs they've done
1: yeah
0: and it really stands out actually as a i mean it's very it's a very fitting song for everything going on currently Mm -hmm. since august probably up until an august in 2028 (laughs) it's going to carry on being very relevant and then we had the um the opening track, the nineteen seventy-five, keeping up with their tradition with her name escapes me right now. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Which it's not a song. Like it's a it's a statement, which mm. I very much get on board with. It's a very good way to open up an album where we've already we know the People's going to be on it. We've now got a speech from Greta Thunberg about how shit people are being anyway. We've got a song about how shit people are called People. Mm. Um, and then I think they released... It was either Frail State of Mind or The Birthday Party, at which point I started to get a little bit confused, I guess you could say. Um still in keeping with it, it still kept in with the 1975s vibe yeah until i think it was on the fourth or fifth release they then released jesus christ 2005 god bless america which took me a lot of lessons to get I, I get it now as a song and it's i appreciate the the idea behind the song. But then the album came out, what? Or... But then the album came out. <laughs> yeah, the album came out, what? From now we're recording, what, has been two weeks?
1: Th- two weeks? or three weeks, yeah. yeah.
0: And actually I feel like there's less going on with them now that they've actually released it than there was before it it felt it was such a mediocre release really do you feel that? like
1: yeah and I don't know if that's because of like everything that's happening at the moment yeah um yeah it just sort of I, I think and I was actually I was watching um Matt Healy being interviewed on XFM by John Kennedy and they were going through each track on the album. Yeah. And actually, at the start, Matt Healy said, I don't know if we would do an album campaign like this again where we release like five or six singles before the album even comes out. Um, And he didn't sort of expand on why, but I felt like that was probably because it felt like when the album actually dropped there was, like, a serious, like, loss of momentum. Yeah. And also, because of how long it's been since the initial singles came out, like, the album just take took forever to actually, like, release. Yeah. it's a, and, and It so didn't now come it's out. to fruition. And now it's out. It's just a bit, like... It's almost too
0: much hype. It, like it had to be a perfect album for it to live up to the hype that they created for it.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, I really don't think it is. This might be the first album we've really talked about on this podcast where um, we're not sort of like, I I do think there are like positives to this album. I don't think it's like like a write-off at all. But, I think it might be the first podcast we do where we're not particularly overwhelmingly positive about something.
0: Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree like uh, I get what they were trying to do that's I think that's what annoys me about this album i I get it. What do you
1: think they were trying to do?
0: So it's kind of like in the name itself notes of a conditional form it's it's almost more like oh, what do you call it when you get a load of pictures together collage? no, um, like a treatment like a board
1: oh like, like a mood board kind of thing Yeah, yeah
0: it felt like that's what Matt Healy was going for it was a mood board of what the 1975 like what makes them Like, yeah, it's the notebook of the 1975's music.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right, because when you hear him talk about the album, because John Kennedy says, you know, you released People and you released the 1975, um, which is the Greta Thunberg track. Yeah. Um, And, you know, a lot of people thought this would be your sort of environmental album because Mm. people feels like a direct response to the stuff that Greta Thunberg is saying in her speech in the song and Matt Haley goes well no really it's sort of a an album about me it's like um it's all about me Mm. which makes sense with the title um and why maybe it's so rambly because it feels like to me when it's called notes on a conditional form like you said it feels like a notebook and to me it feels a bit like and this isn't to say anything about the production quality of the songs because um production quality of songs are very good but um it it does feel like listening to someone's voice memos on their iphone yeah to me a little bit um yeah which it that's not
0: necessarily a bad thing And especially considering the amount of interludes and kind of off-the-wall orchestral pieces, which are, most of them, very beautiful and very well done. But an album with the name Notes on a Conditional Form, I kind of expected... It's not that I wanted it necessarily explaining word for word but i wanted almost more spoken word in it
1: Mm.
0: to help understand one the ordering of the album and two the actual concept of it because obviously all of these songs together it's not it's not meant to make a concept album in the same way a brief inquiry does or most other albums it's more of a here's a bunch of ideas, having that explanation behind them would make it feel more like it's a bundle of notes that surmise what the 1975 are and how they kind of started and where
1: they are now. Yeah, I think as well, like, going into listening to a brief inquiry, I was very dismissive of the 1975. I just thought they were like, because I'd only seen like their performance at the Brits of Sincerity is scary and it was just a bit mm-hmm. like he was wearing like that Pikachu hat and stuff I just thought they were just like a silly like another pop band or whatever right and then I listened to Brief Inquiry and it and it made me realise that they were much more than that and they were, they were trying to do something and um, I'm not sure I'd necessarily go as far as to say like it's up there with OK Computer but some people have called Brief Inquiry like the okay computer for like a new generation sort of thing and it felt like such a even though the genre wise as usual with the 1975 it was kind of a little bit all over the place it felt Mm -hmm. really cohesive and it felt like it every song was in the order like that it should be and there felt like a logic to it whereas this like you were saying just feels like it almost could be in any order sometimes. And
0: it's heavy. I think that's the issue. It's, it's, I, don't, I can't think of the word, but like... Baggy? I
1: think it's baggy. Like, yeah, in it's to a, yeah, in regards to it. much.
0: Yeah, in regards to its genre. And it feels like it starts, it keeps picking up speed. And then it's got... And parachute on that just keeps creating so much drag every time certain songs come up in the setlist. All it's it's not it's not so much that there's any particular songs. It's more the grouping of songs that really
1: yeah. I think pulls for me, out. I think for me, like that that you talk about the parachute is a really good analogy because I felt that right at the start. Actually, um, we have the nineteen seventy five, which very on board with the statement of the song but I feel like again as as a lot of this album I feel like maybe it's a little bit long but fine right yeah because it is five minutes and you kind of like I got the idea but fine we'll do that going into people after that is a fantastic transition I think the way that the 1975 drops off at the end musically and it just leaves Greta Thunberg speaking and it's like I can't remember exactly what she says but it's like It's something along the lines of like, we the people have to, like, we have to do something. It's almost like a call to arms and then people comes in and it's so aggressive and it really works. And then we go to, after people, we go to the end brackets music for cars, which is this sort of orchestral interlude. And it felt like as much as I like, The piece of music in that it feels like it's in the completely the wrong place because i've gotten so you know 1975 like builds to this sort of crescendo quite slowly people explodes and then i want to then i want the momentum to carry on and music for cars sort of just goes again for me
0: i i think the issue is is I think an orchestral piece worked really well there, and it would be—it's very off the wall to have it there. Mm. It's the—it's the more major uplifting tone of it that actually pulls pulls me out of it, because we've just spoken for two straight songs about how shit people can be, and then it's this very beautiful, lush. Mm. uh, You could say that. With a name like The End, um, it it has a slight feeling of that serenity you get just as you're about to leave this world. And that's kind of what it means, is like, oh, people have fucked it all up so much, now look at it, just drift away
1: mm.
0: into a peaceful bliss
1: but, but it, then I feel like it's too early for that. If we're going down that route, it's like... Exactly. This needs to be towards the end then, if that's the... Agreed. The idea. This is what
0: I mean. Like, they could have gone for a really cool orchestral piece if it was much more sinister. It was like a nice, dark, sinister,
1: hmm.
0: creepy tone. Because the, the juxtaposition between people into a big old orchestral piece would be really on tone following spoken word, like rock verging on metal song into a giant orchestral piece. Awesome. Mm. That that could have worked so well, but it just misses the mark. And then it goes into Frail State of Mind, which... Which is basically
1: two time, I noticed. Yeah, it is. It's, it's almost exactly the same. <laughs> It's a nice song. It's good, I like it, because I like Two Time. But I get confused when I'm singing along. I want to go into the chorus of Two Time, because it's so similar. Yeah. Um, Which, again, it's it's not necessarily a problem, because I think they're doing the same job on, like, both of the albums. And they're actually at a similar point in both of the albums, those two songs.
0: It, It feels like a palate cleanser on this album. When this plays, it's like, oh, so this is now where the rest of the album starts. Like,
1: from and it, this And song it onwards. feels much more traditionally 1975.
0: Well, from this point onwards, if, if I measured my excitement, I would be a, a solid 8 for 1970. Like, the, the opening goes up to a 10 for people.
1: Yeah.
0: Drops down to about maybe or six or seven because i did enjoy the end and then frailer state of mind i'm like okay cool with 1975 i'm in the middle yeah this is an all right song and then from then onwards as as an album like not taking into consideration whether the song's good or not the album just slowly drifts down and down for maintaining my interest in it yeah i i don't know how they've 'Cause there is some really g- good songs on here.
1: Yeah. If you if you read any review of this, and I, I think the needle drop uh Anthony Fantano is pretty similar on it, it was just like there's some moments that are brilliant. Yeah. And then there's so much other stuff that you're just like I think I think Anthony Fantano was like, I don't even know if Matt Healy cares about yeah the album feeling cohesive and i sort of thought yeah maybe he doesn't care because
0: yeah he mentioned about um anthony fantana that like is has he just accepted that people are just going to pick and choose what songs they want to hear and
1: put it into a playlist yeah yeah,
0: or just hit shuffle on the album hmm because it does feel like that. Like, I genuinely think, other than the first two songs, you could listen to this album in any order.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But why... Why, after a brief inquiry, why do you think they did this album?
1: I mean, there's part of me that thinks... Because when you watch Matt Healy talk, um, I just think, like, sometimes... And I feel like in res- in regard to this album, it's almost like they've he sort of shot himself in the foot. He's cut off his nose to spite his face. That's that's the expression, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, I feel like he's doing this as like as almost like a direct response of being like, we are not. I don't think he wants them to be put in any sort of box. Mm. And there's a moment in the track by track thing where John Kennedy asks him about, you know, you there's so many different genres on this album and like what makes you want to just like dip into all these genres and Matt Haley almost gets like a little bit annoyed in the in the sense of like he's like I don't like it when people say we're like these magpies that just go from one genre to another and he's like because because he's like because that's he's like he said I think he said something like genre doesn't mean anything anymore Hmm. And Which so, I, I,
0: I do agree with that statement, but
1: but I almost feel like I I, I like what he's saying there because like why shouldn't the nineteen seventy five be able to do uh like a punk rock song and then a country song and then a orchestral piece like why shouldn't they be able to do all that sort of stuff in one album if they wanted to? But I, I almost think- feel like this feels so baggy because matt healy is almost refusing to be like we can't be put in a box we're not going to be that band that you expect us to be so here's like my mind just spread across 22 tracks you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah i think that that is the main issue of this album it's not that there is any issue with the genre hopping because they did that all over a brief inquiry yeah um it's it's the lack of emotional consistency and story consistency like there's not there's not one message and obviously if you're a pop artist like Dua Lipa's first album none of those songs had to be on the album together like there's no correlation between them but they're all the same genre. Hmm. If you're doing an album where you want every genre to be different or to be genreless, there needs to be some sort of consistency, like a consistent voice. Yeah.
1: It uh, doesn't
0: the production can be different, the genre can be different, hell even the singers and stuff can be different, but it still needs to it needs at least the story to merge it or, like, an opinion. Especially considering the album starts with such a strong opinion. Like you said, like, from everything we heard up until the release, it felt very politically charged. Yeah. And then for it to come out and most of the songs to be... Well, actually, it feels more like half the songs are political and half the songs are Woe Is Me and My Love Life. Yeah. It's like... Both of those are fine for an album, but you can't do the two together, shuffle them up and expect people to go, oh yeah, that's a good album.
1: But maybe he
0: didn't want it to be a good album. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Healy went, boys, the last album did so well, um, but I can't handle this pressure. Can we just get another one out and just fluff it and then I can think straight again? (laughs)
1: <laughs> but then you say that, but then he delayed it so many times because he was like unhappy with how it was going, allegedly.
0: But maybe he was still unhappy by this point and then just yeah. decided,
1: oh fuck it. <laughs> I think it's just I think I think actually the reason why I feel let down by this album is because it almost feels like a slightly broken promise in that the the start is so strong. Yeah. And you're just like this. And actually, to be honest, even though I have my issues with music for cars, the end music, for cars, um, yeah. I was still there with the album, mm-hmm. like a frail state of mind. I thought, yeah, decent 1975 song. I'm still there. I was actually sort of that. I mean, I don't really like the birthday party, but I still was like, well, fine. I was still there. I liked "Yeah, I Know," even though it it sounds ridiculously like the dawn chorus on Tom York's Anima record. <laughs>
0: if if Gold Panda did a remix of Dawn Chorus, you would have "Yeah, I Know." Yeah, but I do love the song. It yeah, is it's great. great. I really like it.
1: And and to be honest, I'm sort of st- I, I don't like. Then because she goes particularly I was gonna say, you you we're now hitting the point where I started losing interest. <laughs> but I really like Jesus Christ two thousand and five God bless America and I liked it when it originally came out. And it, I really it grew was on like me. a really I thought it was it was not what I was expecting at all. And I really, I really love that song. And if the album had finished there, like it'd been a nine track album, yeah, okay, I wouldn't have really liked the birthday party and then because she goes, but I'd have gone This feels like a solid, cohesive piece of work. Um, And then it just carries on. (laughs) Yeah. And I lose. And and so I was sort of so into it for a while. And I was always as well, there was part of me that didn't want to like it when it came out. For some reason, I was almost like, I really don't, I'd really rather not like it because the fact that it was 22 songs sort of annoyed me a bit yeah and by track nine i was like oh shit it's actually this really quite actually, good yeah and then it started to lose me completely
0: oh you could cull this album so much
1: It'd... wouldn't 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 jesus christ 2005 god bless america make a fantastic closing to this record Yeah, and
0: it would, it would, it's, if you put that at the end of an album, it would feel like a really well-placed comma or semicolon for a career. Because it's, after you listen to that and actually have a think about what it's saying, it's very, oh God, it, it just really, it leaves you feeling quite, melancholy but glum at the same time
1: and it and it is quite it's still sort of on the political theme because it's clearly about sexuality and the society around not being accepting i think matt Healy talks in the the interview i keep referencing about him it being like them driving through america and going through states where they're very like conservative christian and thinking about, like, what if you were gay growing up in a really conservative sort of Christian environment? Mm. And so it's still, like, it hits all those, like, political notes that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, imagine if you ended on that track nine, Jesus Christ, it would make such a nice album that you could literally have on loop.
1: Yeah.
0: Because imagine then going from that back into the 1975 with Greta Humberg it would it would continue on the conversation with itself and go in a full loop.
1: Yeah, because instead what we get after Jesus Christ is Roadkill, which is, it's the country and Western, like it's like a John Mayer song, isn't
0: it? Yeah. You see, at this point, at, like Roadkill was the first song where I was just like, I, because the whole up till that point, you're listening to the lyrics and thinking, oh, Matt Healy's kind of speaking in these really cool little metaphors for political issues. And then Roadkill, it's like, hold on, I'm pretty sure this is just a kind of crappy love song about a country <laughs> that you went to once. Like, this isn't interesting. I I couldn't find anything to get me interested in that song. And it's bad enough that I have to work quite hard sometimes to enjoy 1975 songs anyway. But I do appreciate the intelligence behind Matt Healy's metaphors. But that song, nah, nothing. (laughs) I don't get it. There's not,
1: yeah, it's that was the point where even though there's been a couple of songs before then that I hadn't really liked. The roadkill was the first one where I was probably like, oh, what? what? It felt like I was suddenly listening to something completely different.
0: Yeah, like a different I, I, album, and,
1: and not just because of the genre. Like because we know, as we've talked about, like they're they're not afraid of like just hopping genres. Yeah. Um. It, but it it was it was suddenly like we yeah, like it was almost like something in my Spotify queue had like I almost had to check in. that I was still listening to the nineteen seventy five. You know what I mean?
0: I must like other than I think it's shiny collarbone, which is another kind of like space beats. Very it very out of I I really like the track it. it it's got that kind of lo-fi hip-hop beats vibe yeah but other than that song after track nine all of those songs have suddenly turned from political metaphors into just love songs and not i wouldn't say selfish songs but just like songs that are more about how Matt
1: Healy's feeling. Which, again, is completely valid and fine if that's what you want to make an album about. Yeah. Um, yeah there's think... plenty of good, great albums that are about, you know, so, you know, sort of self-indulgent love. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much all pop albums ever but, made. But... Like you said I think it's the it's the it's the broken promise
0: I think you could have they could have made the nineteen seventy five to Jesus Christ one to nine an album and it'd be quite a political interesting observation on society right now maybe sling shiny collarbone into there somewhere that's ten tracks and then have um roadkill track I mean, 10 i mean can we just cut roadkill <laughs> yeah i mean happily but me and you together song. but like from that point onwards the rest
1: yeah. of those songs
0: they're they're not bad they they could make an album
1: so what do you think about so the last episode we did um the foals everything not saved will be lost part one and two yeah what do you think about um the idea of this if they'd have done a notes on a conditional form part one notes on a conditional form part two.
0: Oh, that would still be a bad idea it should have been <laughs> it, it like if they did it as a notes on a political form and then six months later notes, notes on, on, a, on personal, a human form yeah, yeah that i'd have been like ah get it i like it that's mm. cool because then it it shows you how that would have been interesting from the point of view of, all right, here's the politics, here's what's going on, here's how shit the world is, here's all of the stuff that you can't personally do anything about, and now here's an album about who you are and how you feel and what you deal with and how it, it's, it would almost... It's the other side of the discussion about the, the shit that's going on in the world like just because all of this is happening it doesn't mean that you can't still feel heartbreak about your relationships or family members dying it would have been a nice conversation with itself and to have with their audience rather than just a bunch of what genuinely just feels like notes.
1: Mm. I mean, in a way, right, you could you could argue that it being called notes on a conditional form and us saying that the album feels like just listening to a bunch of Matt Healy's voice notes, mm. in a way you could argue, well, that means he has succeeded in what he was setting out to do.
0: Yeah, that was a point I had the other day. When I was this, I was sat outside listening to it, and I just it clocked in my mind. I was like, actually, I think Matt Healy has done what he wanted for the album. Like, his goal was achieved hmm. in that sense. Like, he has got out all of the notes on his current form. <clears throat> like him as a person, these are the songs that represent him
1: and his views.
0: And how he has been conditioned, I guess.
1: Yeah, because I, cause I cause you could argue that, like, you know, we, you know, this this sort of this album does, you know, having the political and the personal in one album does sort of sum up a person because that's what makes up a person is, you know, you've got you've got all your emotions, your your feelings, you know, yeah. your, your heartbreaks and love and all that kind of stuff, but you also do have you know, the part of you that's going to go to a protest or get angry about yeah. something in the news. But, I don't know, it just feels like...
0: You could look at this album as Matt Healy at the front of himself, like, how he puts himself across. He's a politically-minded person, quite at the front of what's going on in society. That's how the album starts, But then as you go deeper into who Matt Healy is, he's actually quite personable, he's very emotional, he has very strong connections with friends and family. And then to bring you back to what his life has really consisted of, you have the song Guys, which is just him and his band, and that's what his life's been. And you're kind of following... As the songs go by, you're following Matt Healy's kind of dna of how he sees himself would that make sense
1: it would make sense um we talked in the last the last time we talked about the 1975 about um about the 1975's fans and um about how that maybe some of the stuff they were doing on a brief inquiry would go over the heads of some of the fans that were just sort of there for the the pop tunes yeah um do you think i i I, I haven't actually spoken to any sort of 1975 fans that are like that in that sense but um about this album but like do you think um that this album appeals more to them than appeals to us maybe who are looking for that structure or that sort of...
0: I don't know, because it feels like it appoints, but then you have a song like People streaming, Yeah I Know, Shiny Collarbone, that are not... They're they're almost more far-field than their last album.
1: See, I wonder if... I mean... Matt Healy would never uh, admit to this because I think in his head, everything has a plan. Everything's got a reason, right? Which is <laughs> fine. I'm sure he does have a reason for everything. But I I sort of don't know if they even know what kind of band they want to be. And I'm not talking in terms of genre. I'm talking in terms of like whether they're a band that wants to make just sort of straightforward pop songs about love and relationships and heartbreak. Mm. Or whether they're a band that really want to sort of spread a message or like, you know, say something. Because it feels to me like if you look at their back catalogue, Brief Inquiry felt like an album where they were really saying something, but maybe some of their earlier work was a bit more straightforward where this sort of indie band, and then, on this record, you sort of get a mix of the two, and it's almost like they've hit a crossroads after brief inquiry where they're like uh, you know you had pitchfork giving them a really high rating for brief inquiry. You had so many outlets being like, "This is a really important record, mm." And it felt, it feels like almost that they're like sort of, like you said, maybe sort of slightly buckling under the pressure of like this, now they've got this responsibility to be this band that does something important and, yeah, and says something. And maybe there's part of them that just wants to go back to being a kind of... Well, they are actually, because before they were the 1975, they were actually
0: a band called Music for Cars. Right. And uh, they are actually in the process of remixing and reproducing a load of their old demos and releasing an album as Music for Cars and potentially doing an album as that, which is interesting as the 1975 as a project, they've tried to label themselves as a genreless band at this point <clears throat> especially for this album but yet now they're doing another project because they've said that their songs don't fit with the 1975 which i find very i suppose ca- contradictory but also just odd because the 1975 definitely feel at this point 100% feels like a project that they could do anything and no one would be surprised anymore.
1: Yeah. And I've always felt like the 1975 is a bit like stepping into Matt Healy's and I guess the rest of the, the band's minds and just whatever they're feeling, they sort of go with. And that's always felt sort of fine. It, like, I don't actually mind the skips in genre because
0: they're still they, cohesive with a, a person. Mm. I don't know, I think this is an experiment album, maybe. And maybe maybe something will come of it in the future. Like, maybe there's something that it's too early
1: on to tell. It feels a bit like, you know, uh, Childish Gambino just randomly out of the blue dropped his yeah. album this year. Is it like 3.15.19 or something? Yeah, it was the date that it came out. I yeah. can't remember, really, is it? Um but you know and it had no it didn't really have artwork it just had like a white yeah um cover and he'd like sort of streamed it for 24 hours like a week before and even when it came out and even now because there was it was dropped with so little fanfare and we'd heard different versions of the tracks, like live, and there's tracks that he didn't put on the album that he'd done live. Mm. Uh, there's still a lot of people that are saying like maybe this isn't like an actual album. This is almost like a teaser for something else that's coming, and this is almost like a work in progress or uh like yeah. a snapshot of what he's been working on recently. Yeah, Flume did the same with his Hi, this is through Mixtape. Yeah, and and we don't, we still don't know about the Childish Gambino record. That might be no. just like what it is, but I wonder if if this had been dropped with the same sort of like low key, like just suddenly appears one day, and you you weren't really expecting it, um, whether we we'd be a lot more kind to it. And like you were saying earlier, maybe it's because of like the the drawn out nature of like releasing loads of singles and building up hype for this album that felt like it was the next great thing in the catalog in 1975. Mm. like following on from a brief inquiry, and whether they'd have just if they'd have just dropped uh, an album out of the blue called Notes on a Conditional Form. Yeah. Then maybe it would feel like so much more like, yeah, we're just getting this like glimpse into Matt Huli's mind and it's like notes coming out and it's just sort of these random.
0: Imagine if they just dropped those first nine tracks just out of nowhere. Just boom, here you go. Yeah. It'd have be been like, oh shit, they're still, they're still going. Like there's, they're cooking. They've not, they've not served us a dish but they're cooking. Yeah. Whereas this is like, they were cooking, they threw in a bit too many spices, a bit of salt spilled in there.
1: And they've been telling you for ages that they're going to cook you this really lovely dish. Yeah. <laughs> they promised it. it to you for like a year and then you get it and it's slightly over seasoned and it's a bit like... It's messy. like when
0: you've been wandering around, like you've just left the club, it's, it's three o'clock in the morning, You're wandering around, you really want food. And there's one maybe and like, I know there's this kebab place that's open and you've walked past like 10 different kebab places thinking, oh, that could, like, can't we just go there? And it's like, no, 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 no. Look, there's this perfect one. You get there, it's notes on a conditional form.
1: And you're just (laughs) like,
0: okay, well, it's still, it's edible. And there's there's bits of it that's really nice. The of bread's nice the meat is is well done but everything else is wilted and just not yeah the salad's
1: just the salad's just been sort of thrown in there without any care yeah it's just slightly
0: wilted it's not it's not off it's not bad it's just not that great
1: there's also some ingredients that stick out as unusual to have put in there yeah. We're really going with this kebab theme. Although I have to say, notes on a conditional form would be an amazing name for a kebab house.
0: <laughs> I think it's like credit where credit's due, album name. Brilliant. Oh,
1: yeah, brilliant. And I love the cover actually as well. Oh, I, I like up. all
0: of the artwork that's been done for this. All it's all been on point. Which makes the album so much more disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like gorillas at the moment with the whole song machine. Mm. There's the cool visual. I mean, gorillas have always been on it with the visuals, but there's the cool visuals. There's the cool format. There's the hype, but you're still getting fed. It's fought out.
1: Mm.
0: This wasn't fought out, or at least it doesn't feel fought out. It feels like, oh, we just need to give the people something and then we'll give them a big present at the end.
1: But I almost feel like what slightly annoys me is it almost feels willfully not thought out. Like, they've purposely not thought out. Like, as yeah. as a statement in itself. And that almost, like, annoys me a little bit. It's a bit like, actually, going back to Star Wars, right? Yeah. Do you remember The Last Jedi? Of course you remember The Last Jedi. Yeah. The most controversial of all the Star Wars films. Yeah. Um, and, like, as much as I don't, like... The Last Jedi, really, as a as a Star Wars film. Spoiler There's a lot of... There's actually a lot of... I was sort of re-watching it for the first time since I saw it in the cinema the other day. There's actually quite a lot of good stuff in it. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff I don't like about it. Yeah. But what Ryan Johnson was doing with that film, he was, like, willfully... Um. And I think why people took such an affront... Like, some Star Wars fans took such an affront to it is it almost felt like he was willfully trying to, like deconstruct everything you thought you knew was going to happen and and be like oh you thought we were going to go and do this do you well no because Snoke's dead now so what are you going to do with that oh you you want to know who yeah Ray she's she's a nobody right yeah and then they try and sort of save those things in the ninth one but that's a bit like this album I feel it's almost like Matt Healy's gone oh you think we're gonna do a really <laughs> cohesive political record, do you? Now we're not, no. Nah. Right. Like, it just felt it. It almost feels a bit like that. In that sort of like, there was almost like a. In the way Ryan Johnson delivered that Star Wars film, it almost felt like a direct challenge to the audience of being like, "I'm not going to do what you want me to do," and it feels like Matt Haley's doing the same thing here.
0: But I tell you what. I'm still going to jump at anything that 1975 release. Not that I'm going to like it, but I enjoy the challenge of liking it. Or at least I enjoy how challenging Matt Healy is with his music. Because he's really, he's playing and fighting with this line of we're a pop indie band but we're not a pop indie band but we want to be a pop indie band but we don't want to be a pop indie band it's like i don't know what you're going for but i'm kind of in for the ride (laughs) Mm. like it's almost got to the point where it's like watching somebody have a mental breakdown and the the person is matt healy but i'm kind of rooting for him (laughs) i'm kind of like I've got your back, man. Like, you do some good stuff and you do some bad stuff, but we'll we'll, we'll be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is interesting.
0: They're definitely the most exciting band at the moment. Even after this album, I'd still say they're exciting.
1: Well, I think they're exciting because you just don't... You can't predict them. Yeah. Because um, like, even Radiohead these days... You can kind of predict what radio you know what are going to get now. from a Radiohead
0: album, yeah. Um, I mean, there is an argument to be had that Matt Healy is the new Tom York of a new generation. Because you forget, Matt Healy is still quite young. Because what at the age Matt Healy is now, Tom York would have been making, OK Computer, I
1: reckon. Yeah, I mean, lots of people say Brief Inquiry is. OK Computer, don't they? Yeah. Actually, so, what did Radiohead do after OK Computer? Didn't they do... Was that Kid A? Oh, it might be. Which, in a sense, was like... Yeah, it was Kid A. Which, again, much a much more cohesive uh, record. You know, a lot of people argue Kid A was better than OK Computer, which I don't think we can say On you know, a <laughs> so conditional form is better than A Brief Inquiry. But in the same way, like kid a like OK computer is quite guitar heavy as an album and then kid a is quite uh, much more experimental and sort of synth based and so in a way the the 1975 has sort of done a similar thing with this of of you know they've done Uh their okay computer and now they're like They're now doing a Kid A. We're doing like some random shit over here. It just, it falls into more of a, what was, it's a bit more like King of Limbs. (laughs) (laughs) In the sense of it like, it didn't really work.
0: So does that mean, so if this one's kind of the Kid A-ish time period, that means we've got nearly 10 years until we get the In Rainbows of 1975. (laughs) Oh, it's, yeah, it's a long wait here. Um, yeah, I mean, you could argue that chocolate is the creep of radio. Of uh, is the creep of nineteen
1: seventy-five. Yeah, because you listen to those first couple of Radiohead records, and they don't stick out as like like the Benz and Pablo Honey. I mean, they're good albums, but they are very nineties. Yeah, indie, aren't they? Yeah, like they're not. They're not. It was okay. Computer that really sort of put them on the map as like, oh, okay, they're sort of... Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, maybe... Yeah, maybe they are. I mean, I hate to compare... There's part of me that really (laughs) hates to compare 1975 to Radiohead, but...
0: Yeah. But it's early days for 1975, either way. It's like supporting a football team that never really wins. It's like supporting England in the World Cup, really. Like, it's our country... That's about it. They don't really win. (laughs) And it's also
1: it's also even when they do win, it's kind of painful. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't win easily. They win on penalties.
0: I really feel like we've we've really basically we're unable to explain this album, so we're just
1: trying to find different analogies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: really I don't know if I would suggest someone to listen to this album or not.
1: I would suggest someone go and listen to people. Yeah. Banging song.
0: I would I think I would say if you like brief inquiries and you and you get it and you you want more then listen to notes on a conditional form and be challenged.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like Here's a here's a medium curry, and you think, oh, this is hot, this is spicy, it's got flavour. Well, that's then the analogy. Yeah, and then someone goes, all right, here's the spicy motherfucker. Like, give yeah. this a go. And you know you're here's not going to enjoy it, but you, you, you're you going to do it anyway. Yeah. All right, I think that's enough <laughs> of this analogy episode, really.
1: Have you no, it's got No any... conditional yeah. form. The vindaloo of... <laughs> of albums yeah um, any well, closing thoughts I think no I mean I think I think we have we've really sort of covered yeah what it is about this album I do I do want to like stress that there is like like I was saying earlier I was I was in for the first nine tracks I was into it yeah and there is like a lot of and standout, nine tracks
0: nine tracks is an album
1: that's an album right so they you do could have a good album there <laughs> um and there are like there is a lot of great stuff in this album and i think that's Mm. why it's so frustrating because you just feel like this (laughs) if you just cut some stuff then this album would be like amazing and it's frustrating Uh um but i don't think like i don't think would i recommend this album in full to someone (laughs) Mm, i'm not sure but would I recommend certain you go and listen to certain songs or at least the first nine songs? Go and listen. Like, yeah.
0: If I owned the vinyl, I would be tempted to just lend somebody the A B side. And just not give them the <laughs> yeah. C and the D <laughs> side. Just be like This just, is where the album ends. Yeah, just listen yeah. to these nine songs and don't worry about the rest. It's fine.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us if you liked what you hear then please do subscribe um share the show with your friends uh follow us on the social media channels in the description of this podcast and join us next time when we will be talking about george Haley williams petals for armor thank you very much for joining us let us know what you think about the 1975 notes on a conditional form and until Hayley Williams. Time. And Hayley Williams, that's drama. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.